So I'm lying. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, it's your boy, Arizona Verse. With me, my dude and co-host, So Papo. What's happening, bitch? Yes, sir. I'm black. This is. No, nope, he's nope. Mexican. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the I'm going to Well, first things first. Um, what happened in Arizona last week with these llamas, man? What 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 the fuck happened? <laughs> Yo, I'm glad that you fucking brought that shit up because I was gonna be like the fucking uh, update news, and it's so sad that it was a fucking phenomenon, yo. I kid you not. It was on the TV. It was on the fucking radio. You know, I listen to talk radio, so it really pissed yeah, me off. Yeah. That's all I can fucking talk about. Like how slow of a fucking day is it in Arizona that you got to talk about this shit? But um, it was such a slow news day that the shit blew up all over Arizona news. Every newscast stopped what they were doing so they could follow these llamas. Twitter blew up. Freaking uh, the video made world star hip hop like it got. I think everyone ridiculous. I knew growing up had a laser recliner in the house. What was so really it's hilarious, funny. or I thought that was most hilarious about that fucking whole situation is there was a white llama and a black llama. They fucking they they caught the black one right away. Because that, that was obviously the more mischievous <laughs> one, and fucking while the white one kind of ran a rampage and became the cutesy story that we know it as. But isn't that some racist shit though? They cut the black. They caught the black one first. They fuck. I think they brutally fucking hose like fucking tied it down, and then the white one they had to like kind of like lure in and be gentle with it. Like how deep is that racism in Arizona that we had to fucking do that? And it's hilarious because uh, I was watching some Fox News clip, and Fox News is just inherently racist, and the chick was talking about. Oh, look at that strong white llama. And look, the little black one is following him. So uh, so the white one must be the leader. And then she was like, uh, they were just going off. And I'm like, why are you? You guys are still focused on color. Like, I don't know. It's just wild, yo. So I can't that, that, that kind of just fucking goes to show the, the fuckery of the whole situation, man. It's It's a damn shame is what it is. Yeah, but for those uh, who don't know what we're talking about, fucking, um, yeah, two llamas just kind of broke out. They hopped out of their uh, some Glendale pen and uh, they went loose in the West Valley retirement community of Sun City. And oh, which is, how long were they running around? Like the little part of Florida. Was up? It seemed like the story was on all goddamn day, but it was only apparently for a few hours. But I can't believe it made national headline news, man. That's that's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I really, I can't call it. It just sounds yeah, silly uh, shit. They were trending worldwide with the hashtag llama drama. So I guess AZ got them llamas, yo. <laughs> we got them llamas, son. We got them llamas, yo. I didn't even know llamas were in fucking Arizona, but that's a story for another day. Chill. Allow me to reintroduce ourselves. It's your boy, Arizona Verse. And with me, my dude and co-host, Soul Popo. Yo, what's happening? I'm always here. Um, is this, can I, I, am I black? Because uh, no, he, I'm black. No, he's Mexican. Uh, you already know that. And if you don't, just Google a nigga. Now, please. this is a podcast about nothing in particular, just current events minus the bullshit. Make sure you check us out at ibhmpodcast.com where you can watch live episodes, check out our photo galleries featuring our lovely dedications, follow our blog, catch random articles as we discuss everything in our ADHD fashion, and uh, oh, make sure... Shit. 
to make sure if you are looking for them archived episodes, you got to head over to ibhmpodcast.com. Now, uh, switch over to fuckery. And speaking of fuckery, you can follow me on my main source of social media fuckery, which is Tumblr. And that can be found at a different state of black.tumblr.com. And you can follow my main man, Soul Papa, on his main source of social media fuckery, which is... Also fuck with me at Tumblr S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O So soulpapo.tumblr.com Send me nudes Oh, oh flash I, I won't tell nobody I won't tell nobody Yo and I gotta figure out like how you get in that Realm on Tumblr Cause you could have like submissions And like there's uh, all kinds of different Tumblr feeds where uh, women be Sending in uh, uh, Tit shots and ass shots oh, and all Submissions that. and shit and I'm like how do you get to that level that just Strangers be like here yeah post these Naked pictures of me on your, on your blog Like yes they, they got a mouthpiece Like that it goes to show how fucking how the thirst is real and what a bitch will do for some fucking attention and and they and how they throw the inhibitions in the wind and of course give us fucking spank bake material. God bless. God bless them. And God bless Tumblr. <laughs> now uh somebody else who's Don't been blessed. Oh is the motherfucking Lil B, the base god himself, fucks with us, Popo. <laughs> I was very surprised when I fucking saw that shit. But oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, little for those who don't know what we're talking about, Lil B uh, started following us on Twitter. And so, um, yeah, base God, yo, he'd be fucking niggas, bitches. He'd be doing lectures at what is it? Harvard, all kinds of shit like this. This nigga is is the real deal. As much as I say that Jay Electronica is black Jesus, um, Lil B may also be black Jesus, man. Well, little B apparently is daddy if he the base guy. See, and I just hate niggas who who take that once again. Fuck J Hove, fuck Mister <laughs> Mister Six or faggot from the Six. I just six hate guy. that. Yeah, Six guy. So mind you, I, I don't know what little B's plan was, you know. And especially one thing I would say that kept his ass relevant because w- w- wasn't he part of a little crew? What was the crew name? Yeah, and actually, what was the name of that group? Because I had just found that out recently. Because when I started hearing Lil B, I thought he was just a new rapper. But yeah, I think the pack. The pack. Yeah, there he goes. The, the one that had uh, sneakers. Vans. Or the, that looked like sneakers, right? Yeah. Got my vans on, and they look like sneakers. That was my shit, yo. But, uh,. So, so yeah, he came from that realm and from just obscurity, and then just had random ass songs called J- Justin Bieber. Which, mind you, as a as an online uh, networking or you know marketing tool, like I fucking get it. Is he playing coon to fucking to you know pull one over our eyes? I don't fucking know. But hey, thanks for the follow. I guess forgive me. <laughs> this, this is the Mexican saying that shit. This this ain't the brother. So y'all y'all can be cool, but. <laughs> I'm not saying Hashtag base god fuck my girl or no what is it base god fuck my yeah, bitch that. Yo that's how you know you got a fucking cult following when niggas is holding up signs at your uh, performances saying base god please fuck my bitch 
I don't get that shit. But you know what? That's exactly what I want. I want for there to be signs, so Papa will take my hoe, or you know what I'm saying? So, just, just something. Bring me your bitches. Bring me the sacrifice. I feel like the there is that little portion in a uh, Dave Chappelle skit when he was fucking Rick James, and he was like this. <laughs> bring them bitches to me. Oh, bring them to me. Yeah. And just that life is crazy because um, I know I was listening to a Danny Brown interview, and the nigga was talking about how he was at a hotel one time, and um, this girl went up to uh, the hotel room with him to you know suck him off and give up that good good. And he was like, her boyfriend was waiting downstairs in the lobby for her. Like, he knew what she was going up there to do. And I'm like, I think I heard that story. Niggas got the game. That's, <sighs> that's that life, yo. And on, on the real shit, I mean, when we, we saw the video footage of his ass getting fucking head on stage, like, damn. Like if, if that if that isn't some some motherfuckery, then I don't know. All I, all I know is that God will give me that power because you know I certainly would spread my seed all <laughs> over town. But um, fucking no. speaking of spreading seed, if you don't mind me kind of jumping into and this, being gods uh, and being and being gods, um, and and I, I wouldn't want to say that he was a a famous fag, but over was it last week, right? Leonard Nimoy, the Star Trek Spock from the original shit, oh. did he pass away? He passed away, yo. May the was it is it the force be with you? I never uh, got into Star Godspeed. Wars, Star Trek, or none of that. I, I, I think I think it's Godspeed. Is it Godspeed? I want to say oh, Godspeed, no. Captain. No, something like that. Audience yeah. chime in. Yeah, please do. <laughs> but yeah, motherfucking Leonard Nimoy passed away, and um, he was eighty three though. So kind of like a good life, you know? thing. What's up? I see he lived a fucking good life. Or I mean, I don't know about a good life, but he fucking lived a long life. Fucking no. Yeah, I give that to him. And um, as it goes, he had a uh, long and prosperous career. Um, He was an actor. He was a director. But he was mostly known for playing uh, Spock in the Star Trek TV series and the movies. And he died on February 27th. So uh, shouts out to him and a lot of different um, his friends like uh, William Shatner chimed in. He said, I loved him as a brother. We will all miss his humor, his talent and his capacity to love. And that's one thing I do have to give it to Lynn. Nimoy once uh, the spot character hit that eclipse I do like how Leonard Nimoy had a very intelligent dry sense of humor like he was always serious but he could do it in a hilarious way with commercials and different things like that so it's like he was fucking Spock fucking you know what I'm saying and always was was this guy not the notorious gay dude from, from Star Trek Am I tripping? No, that was no. You're thinking of um, Georgia. What is his name? George Taki. No, I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's gosh, that other guy. <laughs> yeah, George oh, I, or something like that. That's who I fucking think of. When I don't know, man. Oh man, that was a fucking. That was a big error on my fucking end. Forgive me. Papa was sitting here thinking that Spock was burning in hell. No, not at all. I mean, 
for all that homosexual yeah. activity. Well, I mean, if he was, if he was, you know, bare ass fucking in the streets, a la fucking Sodom and Gomorrah, well then maybe. But you're right, it was fucking George talking, and and I always remember him from the fucking that voice, man. He has this fucking creeper fucking voice. I don't know why the fuck I thought that was him, which is kind of how I associated the new Star Trek because the guy who plays Spock, he's also gay, so I thought it was kind of like a like a tradition of Spock characters to <laughs> just to keep him gay. Yeah, <laughs> fucking a, fucked up. But he wasn't no, the show though. But I forgot who the hell he played. Look yeah, I it. can't remember. I got in like I I got into Star Trek like once for like a week or two. I got real deep into the series. Always I like the old one better, the William Shatner one and yeah, the Leonard Nimoy one back in the eighties. Yeah, well, I want to say sixties almost. Oh, was it? My, oh, that made me right. old. Sixties because oh yeah, yeah. No, no, because the new generation came out nineties, and that's when that shit was that's always right. on TV. Fucking back to back episodes. You fucking couldn't really you couldn't escape it. No, you couldn't. But yeah, he was actually he, wait. He was from back in the day too. I'm looking at here. He was uh, Lieutenant Sulu. All right, he's who uh, Sulu. The hell there the you go. All right, that's. Yeah, it's so funny too because he always looks sweet. He always had them fucking gay cheekbones. It just makes fucking fatty like me a little jealous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ah, shit. Okay. Yo, but uh, <laughs> taking it over to uh, motherfucking uh, True God on Earth. Well, I was, gonna, I was okay. God MC. Ooh, I was gonna, oh, made I was gonna say let's keep, let's keep it in let's keep let's keep it in the scientific realm. But okay, let's, let's go to let's go to the real God. Well, we gotta we gotta Kendrick announce some news, some breaking news, yo, okay. motherfucking uh, Kendrick Lamar announced his new album is coming out March twenty third, which Ooh. is uh, just a couple That's weeks on a away, Monday. yo. That's on a Monday. Yo, yeah, like the music industry has changed. You give it no used fucks to always was up. It used to be Fridays, and actually, no, it was always Tuesdays. Wasn't it was it? always Wait. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, it was always Tuesday, and it was always after like three to four months of promotion. You have one single that's buzzing for like a couple of months, and then you drop a new single, and then around when that second single is buzzing, that's when you drop the album. And like, there was always a formula to it, and um, the game been changed. And I don't know if we should give the praise to Beyonce because she came out with that what was the name of the album was it just Beyonce when she dropped the album out of nowhere it just popped up on iTunes one day and fucking broke the internet for weeks that's all you kept hearing about on every podcast was about how great Beyonce was the fact that it had a fucking video I mean it kind of I, I give that prop to 50 because 50's been doing that he's been using that to plug he figured it's cheap to fucking make videos they don't need to cost multi-million dollars especially yeah. if you have your own fucking place just how a home studio can benefit you from having a fucking rent owning something beats renting every fucking time you have yeah. the equipment you have the fucking proper shits to do it but um I'm excited for that album. I I laugh because I was looking at this at this article, or no, was article was a video of Who Kid, who you know is Fifty affiliated, which makes me think Aftermath affiliated, which would make me think you know um, Kendrick um, Party, you know. Um, but they're interviewing Big Sean and how he may or may not have a guest feature on fucking on Kendrick's thing. Kendrick doesn't put a lot of features on this. Doesn't like put a lot of artists on his fucking shit. So and I love that. He, 
which I love, which we we had a little conversation on this. When you have too many fucking features, it kind of lets you know that your bars is weak or you just don't have too much creativity to fucking fill in the space, which always reminds me of uh, E40 and... um, Fuck him, Kim, uh, the game, the, the game. But I'm forgetting who's the dude from Strange Music. How am I forgetting his fucking name? Tech Nine. Uh, Tech Nine. Yeah. But the only fucking thing I'll hold on Tech Nine and E40 is the fact that they've been in the game so long. They're kind of giving shine to their artists. So yeah, I almost want to give that to. I'll give that to because uh, Tech Nine has a large roster, and so he's always collaborating to help get them out, get them buzzing, and then E40, who's a general in uh the west coast rap scene especially he, up in uh san fran or i should say yeah. oaktown or oaktown bay the old bay no it's the bay area yeah the bay area but um he he like does a lot of guest features with a lot of young up-and-coming guys like e40 uses his name power to help like other cats get on so that is one thing with the two of them i respect how they do it but the game fuck that nigga that nigga's whack and (laughs) it's just and and i know he's a good artist but he just i don't know i think he just lost himself man he just he got lost he got lost in the game of having to stay relevant and having to keep hardness but yet wanting to blah 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 and it kind of game is a good example He's like going back to we were talking about Spock earlier, and you were talking about how um, Spock and Leonard Nimoy, like the lines got blurred, who he really was. And um, I always equate it, it's the same thing with like professional wrestling. It's a work, us who like it, we get that it's a show, it's put on, and that's, uh, you know, that doesn't matter with us, but what it comes down to is the characters, and it comes down to the storytelling, and the wrestlers who get over, and that people really, like, resonate with, like, The Rock, and, like, Stone Cold, and, like, Degeneration X, and the NWO back in the day, oh, all man. those characters got over because... It was an extension of that real person. Like Stone Cold really is that beer drinking redneck. Like he hosts a podcast and he drops uh, two episodes a week or whatever. And there's there's no difference between the Steve Austin and the Stone Cold character. It's just Stone Cold is Steve Austin ramped up to 100. And so... Um, it just goes the same thing with a lot of these other like the game always came off to me as like a character he was always he was trying to be something that he wasn't and like I remember when um, he was working on the documentary um, he was doing a lot of interviews and he was talking about how he started rapping or how he developed his style was he just went out and bought like the top 10 classic hip hop albums like Doggy Style and The Chronic and Reasonable Doubt Neomatic and all that and he just like studied them and then created a style off of that and so like he never developed his own shit he was always trying to mimic what other people were doing so I don't know and you know what in that in that same essence though it's kind of where I almost want to give him props not so much props but because he can switch up his style which mind you that doesn't show the talent of someone because that's not original but he definitely is a perfect copycat artist because he can get yeah. on someone's flow and you, you hear it and but I will say though game early on because man I was actually a fan of game back when he was sponsored by some motherfucker named JT the bigger figure nigga and uh, and and I remember he had some like he was totally fucking hood though in the album and he even had the fucking pit bulls or the rock rallies or whatever on the fucking cover it was some fucking shit but 
he definitely mimics like a motherfucker though and i think he never really found himself because once again he's kind of he was portraying something else and then when he got picked up obviously he was kind of on standby for a while because he was signed before 50 but you know 50 was hot and they figured fuck it let's yeah. push him out and i mean it was good timing because it kind of segued into the game being able to be projected to where he is so I don't want to say too much, but I do want to say when you mentioned that Steve Austin thing, it reminds me of this line that uh, that Kanye said back on uh, was it my Twisted Dark Fantasy when he said something about uh, it might have been on Skinhead said um, when Ali was it when Ali go into the ring like Ali he can never go back to uh, what was his real name. Oh, Cassius Clark. Cassius, you can't nigga can't ever go back to Cassius. Which once again, <laughs> once you get wrapped up, you know it's kind of it's hard to it's hard to back away from this thing that you projected. And I think that's what happens not only with artists in, in music, but also artists in uh, in film or whatever, because you kind of get pigeonholed to this one thing. Yeah. Just kind of like, for example, and I just saw a picture of Tara Reid who looks banging. She got that messed out fucking skinny body that I love, <laughs> and uh, she kind of got pigeonholed into the, just that drunk hole, and she got into that party atmosphere. See, and that goes with I guess we could bring this up too Because um, it's big news In the boxing world that Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao Pacquiao finally Announced that they're going to be fighting I think it's like May 2nd But um, Mayweather Is an example of somebody uh, I know you don't keep up With sports, but do you have an opinion About Mayweather before I get into this like, what's you know your what? overall opinion about Mayweather? Overall opinion, and it kind of goes back to his little slogan, the only slogan that I know, and I don't know if it came before him or not, but, you know, what's it, that motivation, uh, determination, you know, whatever. All of those motherfucking trains, and he's as strong as he is because he's dedicated. He eats healthy, yeah. he doesn't smoke, don't drink. There's a scientific method to it, and that makes sense. Do I like him? No, because... <laughs> I don't fucking. I just don't like his ass from, from uh, just his cheap shots. Him kind of being nitpicky about his opponents and yeah. and how the fuck the fights are, are having to meet certain regulations. But mind you, his his record is undisputed, and I mean I like his ethic, yo. Ignorant as the nigga is. Why would you? Have? I like Mayweather. I think he's one of the greatest uh, defensive boxing people of all time. Like his style is uh, amazing. Like he he fights on the defensive. His whole thing is about you know counter punching. I'm gonna let you come in with your game plan, and I'm gonna figure out your game plan, and I'm gonna use it against you. Like he's he's he his boxing IQ is through the roof. Now a lot of people don't like his personality and his attitude, but Mayweather is just like Muhammad. Ali to me and going back to Muhammad Ali back in the day he talked about how he grew up and he was a professional wrestling fan he even he showed up at Wrestlemania 1 so uh, he's had appearances with the WWE back when his um, health was a lot better but Cassius Clay talked about how he grew up uh, watching Gorgeous George who was a heel back in the fucking 50s or whatever and just it's so funny how niggas, niggas has always been uh, real arrogant and oh I'm so pretty I'm so pretty <laughs> like I love that shit gorgeous George 
But fucking uh, Ali peeped that, and he just saw how uh, Gorgeous George just uh, generated this visceral reaction from the crowd, and he learned at a young age that people would rather pay to see you get beat up than to pay to cheer for you, if you will. So that's why Ali put on that character of I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and just that whole arrogant persona. He was taking it from professional wrestling. He was taking his character, and he was ramping it up to 100, and he he was using it to uh, piss people off and fuck with people and different things like that. And it just made more and more people want to go see his fights to see him lose. And that's the same thing Mayweather is doing. That's, he made you know this what? money Mayweather character because every time this nigga fight, everybody is rushing to the tube and paying them $88 for that pay-per-view so they could, ooh, I hope Mayweather get his ass whooped. Yes, yes that's exactly what excites that's me. I'm like, especially when we, I got a little Latino in the game, I'm like, please Bring one for Yo. our people. Knock the nigga out. And Mayweather also does that shit on purpose because that nigga only fights. Uh, fucking Latinos in May. He tries to fight a Mexican like every Cinco de Mayo. He's trying to fight a Mexican <laughs> guy because he know Mexicans is running like Pete. Actually, I'm gonna see if I can bring up his uh, uh fight so history, the dates. This nigga fight around Cinco de Mayo a lot. He I'm like that nigga's doing it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose because not only does he hope these motherfuckers are nice and beard gutted up because you know motherfucking being Spicks gotta fucking get down on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Okay, but also the fact it's it's kind of like it's kind of like starting it's like shooting up black folks on Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? You got 28 days to fucking make a message. Like, let's, we don't we ain't got too much time, y'all. Let's do this. Yo, see, and that's see, and I, I feel bad for white people because they can't use racism to their advantage. But if I was fucking or in a public light, if I was like a um, a Caucasian boxer to get myself hot, I'd shave my head and I'd make sure I fight a black dude every Black History Month. I'd whoop a nigga's ass Black History Month every year. Because niggas would just rush to that. Man, I hope this white boy get his ass whooped. And just... Oh. How, and, you, and you know, Barry, and to, to continue on with the shit talking of my my bullshit, my BS with fucking with uh, Mary with with Meriwether, is the fact that he fucks with dudes damn near once they're past their prime, though. And yeah. he gets, mind you, he's aging too. So he, whether he fucking quits before we get the opportunity to see his ass get knocked out, he does fuck with motherfuckers once they're kind of already damn near. On, he's they're already on the hill, damn near over. Yeah. So that I will say when that's it. Mayweather's undefeated, but he's always gonna in this this Pacquiao this Pacquiao fight should have happened like four or five years ago. It should have happened a while yeah. ago. But um outside of that, he he's always gonna he needs to beat Pacquiao because if he doesn't he's always gonna have an asterisk next to his name because it's always the thing like yeah you're undefeated but you were kind of picky about your fights like you weren't a fighting champion of I'll beat anybody you were very picky and so it's kind of like yeah of course you got an undefeated record because you kept dodging niggas at certain times so I think this Pacquiao fight is real important for his legacy and if he loses this fight with Pacquiao people are gonna question his entire back history career but um I don't know and I think as much as like I'm a big fan of Mayweather I'm actually rooting for Mayweather because I always root for the bad guy but um 
I don't know. Pacquiao might have him because Pacquiao has the strength to knock a nigga out and Mayweather has never been a knockout artist. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's, it's interesting to, to find out. Um, and, and if you don't mind, it's kind of a fucked up segue. But uh, speaking of <laughs> niggas getting knocked out, just TKO'd completely. Uh, did you hear about the shit that popped off in Madison, Wisconsin? No. Man. Another slain black man that was unarmed gets shot and killed, and of course it's going to start a ruckus, and motherfuckers are going to, you know, protesting and trying to fight at the, you know, at what happened. Can I can I go into the story? Is that fine? Yeah, go into it. All right, because the headline prompts police shooting of 19-year-old prompts protest in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, the, one of the things that kind of it came to my attention because my my girl she she has them uh them them redneck roots from out there and uh, and it says here (laughs) police fatally shot an apparently unarmed african-american teenager on friday prompting dozens of people to protest the site of the killing according to police and videos published on social media it says here madison police chief uh actually just responded to them them killing the student and mind you this this just kind of happened so the news is going to break out about this but apparently there was a home invasion that was going on now they didn't find a gun but they saw fit to fuck it uh to take you know to go at him violently ultimately killing him and you know the way that news blows up we we know about what happened well we know about an incident before we know all the details yeah so right now that's just that's in the air his name was anthony uh quote unquote tony robinson and uh yeah see and this goes back i remember when the uh trayvon thing happened when Zimmerman got off, I remember there were a lot of people who were saying that the whole letting Zimmerman off kind of delivered a message to the rest of the world that you can get away with killing an unarmed black kid. You know, even, you know, just that you can get away with it. And since that Trayvon thing happened, there has been a lot of unarmed black men getting shot and killed. And it goes to the, uh, what was it? The Dunn, uh, Michael Dunn, that dude that shot that kid, Jordan, I forgot his name, but uh, that was playing music in the parking lot at Walmart and the guy shot him. Now, that dude got 60 years in jail, but he was convicted on three counts of attempted murder, but he wasn't uh, convicted for the actual murder of that kid. So he shot all those shots into that car. He killed one kid and then the other three um, didn't die. And basically the justice system said, we're going to put you in jail for attempting to kill black kids and you didn't accomplish it, but we're not going to get to let you get in trouble for that black kid that you killed. So basically the message to me says, make sure if you shoot a nigga, make sure you kill him because if you kill him, you're going to get off. But if you don't kill him, then we're going to okay we're going to put you in jail for attempted murder but as long as you kill that kid where he can't stand up for himself and say what happened then oh you can get away with it because you know all little black kids is thugs so kill them which is wild yo but yeah it's I don't know it's just it's been a lot of this going on What's up? I said it's constant and it's never ending. And all right, one thing that's in the article it says something about um, that they just he just it's been known that he had a recent battery incident, but he broke into an apartment. So mind you, we don't know what the fuck happened, but the fact that we had to shoot first and ask questions last, like come on. See, and that's the thing too, because like I think some people blindly hop on the bandwagon of 
that you know these even like black criminals like oh you're standing up for these black criminals but no it's not that it's not saying that oh just because he was black he shouldn't nothing happen to him because racism no the whole point is just give these guys their time in court that's what it is like if the nigga committed a crime arrest him let him go to trial and if a jury of his peers find him guilty then send the nigga to jail similar to what you do with people from the dominant society they commit a crime you arrest them like the the batman killer dude mm-hmm. um what yeah. was his name I just know him as the roller I Fuck, I, I don't. I should. Re, we should. Re, I should research this. Yeah, we don't. We don't do no research. Ain't nobody got time for that. But uh, the Batman killer, the dude that ran into the Aurora, Colorado movie theater and shot it up. James Holmes. James Holmes. There you go. He had automatic weapons and killed like a gang of people, and they they apprehended him. These black kids, even if they're committing crimes, they're unarmed and they're getting shot the fuck up. Something's wrong with that. <laughs> That's all now, I'm saying. I, yo, there certainly has to be some sort of. Like I said, there's a, there's there's a mad conspiracy theory behind this shit because it doesn't make any sense why someone who's set up gets to have this trial. And someone who may have, you know, not to say this nigga did something because he did break into a fucking apartment, and yeah. that's for sure. Why those shits get straight, you know? So it's just, I think it's meant to, I think it's meant to start a stir. It really is. I'm not too sure if that's the bigger picture of it, but it's meant to start a stir so we can really bring racism back into the reins again. But it just, it, it doesn't um, make it. A lot of people, black conspiracy theorists, um, believe that they're bringing a Jim Crow 2.0 back and that that's what's going on that's what's going on with all these people getting away with all this shit is Jim Crow's coming back it's a possibility I don't Jim know Crow. yeah the Jim Crow laws of the uh, south back when they would black people were segregated like the just all that shit where black people just didn't have the same rights as white people and what led to the uh civil rights movement and all that like we're kind of reverting back so i don't know i blame obama everything's his fault i, I blame hip-hop music and motherfuckers <laughs> like bobby shmurda okay. yo and and people having no love for his ass um what, what was up with the interview they had with hot nine seven Yo, so the kid Bobby Schmurder is um, back doing his damn thing. He recently called into Hot 97 from jail because the nigga's still in jail. And um, he shine next tape. <laughs> I know he was chopping up with Ebro and uh, Peter Rosenberg and all them talking about his uh, protective custody and everything going on. And um play the audio real quick for the people watching live or even the people who are just watching us on YouTube. Hey, hopefully we don't get pulled down because we ain't playing no goddamn Drake. <laughs> Shmurda! Yo! Uh, uh, there uh, he uh, is! Bobby! Yo, I'm glad you're in good spirits, Bobby. Big E, what up, man? Yo, what's up, sir? Listen, um, I'm, sir. first of all, your man Fetty, let's big him up for setting this up, and your mom. 
um, for you to be able to check in and, and give your side of everything because there's a lot of rumors going on about what's happening with you. Yeah, I hear that all the time, man. Um, I also want everyone to know that we made sure that this phone call wasn't going to get Schmurter in any more trouble. Right. Right. <laughs> That's why, Bobby, that's why they have me around, because when you have a Jew here, he knows all the different rules to make sure you don't get in trouble. Oh, yeah, real talk. Yeah, man, you know they listen to me. They watch me at home. They, they watch my every move, man. Well, because we got limited time, let's get right to it. I heard today, what was it, Laura Styles? He got put in protective custody or something? Yeah, I read um, that, you were, that you've been in protective custody. Are you okay, and is that true? Um, yeah, they got me. They got me in PC, man. They got me in protective custody inside um, um, Manhattan building called the Tones right now. Why Why is that? What happened? Um, court orders. At first, me and Rowdy, we had stuck it up. They, we had we an intake before they like they take you up. They had to sleep it in there for like two days. I was like, nah, nah, my back's starting to hurt, man. We going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have you and Rowdy been together this whole time? Yeah, yeah, but they just, they just took him. They just took him to the box, man. Why he got into something? Oh, uh, yeah, you know how you know, niggas be niggas. Got a little altercation with somebody. Now that go. So um, let's go to the night that everything went down at the studio. Um, you know, you was in there, you had people with you. Is is what we're hearing about that night and the, and the artillery and guns and things they found? Is that true? Um, nah. What they hearing about that night shit is not true. So the cops is, the cops been out for me for forever, man. They've been trying to slay me for forever, but they never catch me with nothing. They 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 they, they might it might be it might be like four or five cops that that that, that night that had, had just grabbed me up. They told me like, yo, I don't want my kids listening to your music. Hello? Damn. Damn. They disconnected. Yeah. No, Cut the line. Oh. That really, that really just happened. Yeah, they could disconnect yeah. the line. No way. Just because he said, just because he was talking, just because he's talking, that yeah, they control the line. But I had a follow-up question. I was very excited <laughs> it don't about. Don't work like oh, that, bro. So wait, hold on. You're saying he's not gonna, he's not gonna call back right now. I mean, let's see. Maybe it was a technical difficulty, but mm -hmm. they control the line. Do they, they listen? Do they monitor? I mean, do they listen? I mean, especially to him. I mean, is anyone up? The, one Your of the fam, craziest things. You guys, you guys, calm down. Okay, so you're calling from jail. Know, Everything know, you do, Duh. say, call, receive is my. It's jail. But there, are, what I'm saying is, there are some people who they care about more. And as we can tell, well, the thing I wanted to ask him is, why is it just the music that has given the cops such a hard on for this guy? Because it mean it's... I mean, I'm waiting for the phone to ring back again. What I was about to say right there, and I tweeted this some time ago, and I put this on my Instagram, was I have first-hand accounts of people who were there when the whole thing went down with GS9 at the studio that said to me, and these aren't, you know... Bobby's friends. These are people that you know, work at the studio, and right. and it was actually more than one person that literally said, "Police, I can't believe that you guys are supporting this kid and helping him make music. People like him should be locked behind bars." Wow. And you know, bang. When we first played his song here at Hot Nine Seven, it was based on me seeing some kids with a movement in Brooklyn. Uh, shout to Young Chow who's playing his song at parties in Brooklyn. So we put it Wallen. on the radio and it blew up because that's what the kids was into. And when I say kids, I mean 18, 20 year old kids. But, but hold on. But also, 
Uh, on the flip side of that, we don't know what the police's relationship with them was previous we to don't. that. So if they'd been going back and forth with this group of kids already and the song blew up, they could have been like, I can't believe the radio is playing these kids who we've already True. been gunning for. True. We don't know. I'm not True. saying that's. And if you look at our first interview with Bobby and Roddy Rebel, when we had him up here, I said to him, look, man, y'all got to clean up your actor. This stuff will come to an end real fast. And. Apparently, it's come to an end real fast. So far, yes. This so is just far. the first chapter. Hey, look, and shout to Bobby. I'm going to try to, uh, you know, hopefully it was a technical difficulty. We don't know. Uh, let's try to get him back on the line. Bang. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then he did end up getting a chance to call back. Um, I think it was like uh, this week, this last day or so. And uh, it was some type of technical difficulties or whatever. But Bobby Schmurter's going doing good. He said that uh, Epic Records is fucking with him. But he says Sony wants no part of him. Sony's the uh, parent company to Epic. And he said that's the reason why he hasn't been bailed, uh, bailed out of jail. Because Sony won't approve it. And um, shouts out to the kid Bobby Schmurter. Because he's... Uh, he live on air kind of called out 50 cent saying hey i'm looking for a manager and i want 50 cent to manage me yo well you know what in all honesty that's that probably would be the smartest move i know 50 tried to helping out a couple young cats because he sees the potential like chief key for whatever and people that are niggas that are making real dumb decisions like he would be best as a manager co-writer because he's you know kind of up there in age and unfortunately just kind of like how we see models i mean once you hit a certain level it's kind of like you come a little bit old news unless you got that fucking i don't know that jay that jay-z but i don't know <laughs> that Illuminati blood they live forever. But uh I'm starting to get on the Bobby Schmurter bandwagon. Um I kinda right. wanna see this kid win. <laughs> it's just like he's the gangster underdog. And like if this kid gets out of jail and drops another hot single like Hot Nigga or Bobby Bitch, um Schmurter might become the 50 cent of this generation. I think Schmurter has a chance to be the epitome against a rap. He might, he might, might be what brings this rap back if you don't get killed in the can. And yeah. and all we need is a fucking is a is a blue schmurf to fucking ass fucking of his to fucking to leak out and you know what I'm saying and then that starts the whole uh fucking the whole gay is okay and you ain't you ain't a real nigga unless you fucking nigga in the ass kind of fucking thing and who knows who See, knows what they're trying to set up right now. See, and that's why I'm rooting for Schmurda because all the rest of these thug ass niggas like I I like ASAP Rocky, I like his music, but I don't like his fashion style. Uh Young Thug, no we talked about Young Thug a thousand fucking times. He's absolute garbage and that whole feminization of black men and all that bullshit and lovers and babe and all that. So Schmurda is like the last real nigga alive, yo. Like I kinda wanna see this kid win, yo. I'm rooting for Scarface and in yo, yo, <laughs> well, you know what? But see, but I felt compelled by fucking Scarface's story and struggle. This is just a, a fucking other hoodlum who, you know, what I'm saying, is where he should be. Tbh, you know what I'm <laughs> which I just realized also stands for too bad ho. Oh, but, too uh, bad ho. Well, I just, I just, uh, it makes sense. But no. speaking of some hoery though, if you don't mind, kind of going into it, also in the in the state of fashion, fucking Kanye was recently uh, mm. in Curry, fucking uh, at a Dior uh, showcase or whatever the fuck uh, with Lord, my baby, oh. Yeah. 
together if, if they would uh you know be performing or what if they were just kind of seen together because they're both into the fashion of shits um, no i think it's because this new kanye west album is so whack this nigga's trying to find all the guest appearances he can so he's like yo lord can you make me hot again we, we need relevant artists which and, and going to the article of his of his lame ass apology to fucking to beck saying twitter and he tweeted i want to publicly apologize to beck at beck i apologize <laughs> like, you no. have been old for to me he was especially early on college dropout years he was a poet to me so for yeah. him to fucking put i mean mind you you only got 140 characters but nigga that's Kanye, yo. And Kanye's another person who I root for because uh, Kanye is Kanye and he ain't never going to apologize for that shit. And you got to respect a nigga that lives his truth. Like, That's Kanye's true. like, I know I'm difficult. I know I'm an asshole, but nigga, I'm Kanye West. <laughs> and you got to respect that, yo. You got to respect it. Shit, my late presence is a present. That was one of my fucking favorite fucking lines from uh, graduation. I think it was on. And then, and then I laughed too because he was trying to apologize to Beck over whatever shit talking. Not Beck, uh, or, Beck uh, Bruno. Bruno Mars. Yeah, and mind you, Bruno Mars kind of he has those singles. One thing that's undeniable about, about Bruno Mars, whether his album kind of keeps keeps the weight of shit, is he has strong singles. So it's especially off the new that Mark Ronson joint, which I'm sure you fucking heard a million times. The Uptown Funk, go and give it to you. Yeah, his. Uh, yeah, I like the song, but it sounds like a Morris Day in the Time song. Remember Morris? That's exactly Day what it is. This is exactly. Yeah, he did the little fucking shuffle dance. He did the shuffle yep. dance in that shit, didn't he? I don't remember the video too much, but. But oh no, I ain't yeah, never oh seen the God. video. But um, as soon as I heard the song, oh, I'm like, nigga, that's Morris Day in the Times, nigga. You know, I, I fucks with no, Prince. Video, I fuck with that whole era. Dressed just like it, bro. They dressed just like those times. And Mark Ronson too, who produced a joint. He's been in the game for a minute, and I remember him most fondly because of his Amy Winehouse con- uh, contributions. But mm-hmm. I remember fucking the shit that he did for fucking Ghostface, and he just he's he's one of the masters at boom bap, and but he he's one of those motherfuckers that can actually play instruments and fucking yeah. you know. Like but I, I love how I love how Kanye tweeted. I also want to publicly uh, publicly apologize to Bruno Mars. I used to hate on him, but I really respect what he does as an artist. And I love that the article ends. There was no immediate response from Bruno's or Beck. <laughs> when all right now when I and usually because before how they used to phrase it was there's been no response given. But now like is that is that the is that the rightful way to say no immediate response? Is that just- That's a new thing because, you know, Twitter and everything is instant. So yeah. I bet these niggas did respond like 30 minutes later, but it wasn't an immediate response. Okay. Well, motherfuckers expect to be waiting at the fucking computer or a goddamn smartphone fucking waiting for an app from somebody so they can talk shit. Get the fuck out of here. Now, speaking of something else that needed a immediate response, fucking the Charlotte police department responded to a call Tuesday evening that three people appeared to be dead in a Charlotte home and officers discovered the body of um, three people and one of them being Marjana Pahar who was a recent contestant on America's Next Top Model and um, she was found dead as part of a triple homicide so she oh go ahead I was just saying that, and that shit was drug related, right? Like this bitch was in the game. 
<laughs> when it yeah, seems- I'm trying to see if it says uh, what exactly. Because apparently, I mean, she was. It was even she was seen with some spit. Oh, this photo's hot, yo. I wish I could have gone down with this bitch. Let me see. Screen yeah. share. Your peep game. Yo, that's one of her shots from a uh, top model. Oh gosh. Ooh. Good googly moogly. Good googly moogly. But um, it almost enlists her as dedication. Fucking. Well, actually, we, we should we should make we should make an R.I.P. episode to all the all the new bitches who have passed. Huh, bring them back to life. Let them rise like the phoenix when we sacrifice. But um, that's crazy. Like I used to fuck with America's Next Top Model heavy. Like that's one reality show I got into, and the reason why I got into it was my first love be- before music or anything else was the Oh, <laughs> no. I bring up Tyra Banks. No, I never. Well, that's the story for another day. I never really got into Tyra, but um, I was a big America's Next Top Model fan because my uh, first love was photography, and I used to do photography uh, through school, and I had my own camera, and I just used to always go around take photos and just you know different things like that. And so when Top Model came out, I fucked with it heavy because of the photography element with it. You know, they teach these women how to model and then they would take these photos and they would bring in these uh, photographers for all from all over the world. So just the photography game on it was just so cold. But um, the shit should have ended after like 10 seasons. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, they just ended season 21. Like, it's amazing to think all these reality shows are like 20 seasons in. Don't fix what ain't broken. You know what I'm saying? It gets motherfuckers' attention. It, it adds to the to the um, not a critique. It adds to the stigma that you know you got to be a bony bitch to be bad, and and you know that could be true. Um, but <laughs> I just I like the, the little the little tiny dykes that come out of there. Like, oh yeah, yes. But uh, speaking <laughs> of um, tiny dykes, um, no, not really. Mm. Fucking. Oh, it, was up? Well, I was gonna say, um, and I, and actually, I wanted to bring this up earlier with uh, the Bobby Smurda shit, but and mm-hmm. also kind of corresponding to the Arizona love. Fucking, if you don't mind me bringing up Jody Arias. Oh, Jody Arias, bro, she's still fucking on trial. We know she killed the motherfucker. Now we're still trying to fight and figure out. I don't know how many days of court there's been to figure out whether we're gonna go kill the bitch or lock up the bitch. And eleven to twelve people saying let's do it because there's one motherfucker that. uh that says not and I forget if it's a girl or not or if it's a guy but dude they fucking posted this motherfucker's uh, address on on, on wow. online and they had to put him in protective custody and they're dragging See, on and I don't know what that, you're on that's that fuck that jury duty shit yo you can get <laughs> some serious shit like damn now I'm on trial and I gotta I gotta be the person to decide if we gonna lock this motherfucker up for the rest of their life and just that whole shit yo and then if you go against what everybody else is thinking they post your shit on uh, uh, the internet and you gotta go with protective custody like remember when the Simpsons had to go on protective custody and they became the Tom like it's, it's it's nigga, it's real in the field, yo. I gotta ask though, quick question, quick yes oh. or no. Should she die or should she be locked up? You know, I'm personally, honestly, it's kind of fucked up, but I hope we get to a point where we could, um, where science and technology would really help to show if people are guilty without a reasonable doubt. Because I'm very much she so admitted. Bored. 
see, and I haven't really been following the trial, but yeah, if that is the case, fuck the bitch. But I am a person who does believe in what is a capital punishment or whatever is the penalty but I think it takes too long why are you waiting 50 years get rid of that motherfucker one thing that's for sure because mind you as we know the there's a lot of money spent especially locally and i'm not sure if you heard about the local news down here I forget who our new governor is doug Busey or some shit he's trying to kick in more money to the jails because they get revenue which is yep. a fucked up thing and they're he's trying to take away money from our schooling to invest into into the prison system which you could see it as some late education but motherfuckers you'd figure we'd pump in more money towards the education so we could bring up these little shits in public schooling to not be I, the motherfuckers that are in jail i got a conspiracy theory Whatever. My theory is they're taking away the money out of the education system and they're putting it into the jail system for the simple fact of people who are going to go to college and excel, they're going to do it regardless. It's just in them to have that drive to do that. But all the rest of these motherfuckers who are going through public school that ain't probably going to amount to anything and always have entry level, low paying jobs and all that, you'd make a whole lot of money off of them motherfuckers if they're in jail as opposed to the taxes off their minimum wage jobs. So I feel that's why America, in America, it's capitalism. It's all about money. Everybody is just dollars and cents and we're all sheep. So I would rather get that money off of that nigga being in this private prison and me making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year off his ass as opposed to him making minimum wage giving me a few hundred dollars every year you know in taxes so that's just my theory why they don't give a fuck about the school system yeah so and and kind of why i see why there's so much publicity and so much fucking talk and so much like they love to stretch this shit out on whether we're gonna kill her keep her in jail because obviously a zoo wouldn't be as popular without the fucking attractions right so i just i'm sorry i had to fucking bring that up just because it's it's been ongoing and man i really question my state i love it here we fucking have the most awesome weather even though it can be fucking hot and we have the least amount of of you know natural disasters but fuck man all our people our people son exactly and speaking of uh other shit that's been going on for a long time and surprises motherfuckers ain't dead yet um white boys pranking niggas in the hood has been going on for quite some time now and things to see online and as racist and fucked up as it is i'm entertained by it every time it comes out and of course world star hip-hop is bringing to us uh this bots and stranger strangers prank in compton and i want to share this for the folks this is some wild shit yo have you seen this video yet uh it's been a couple of these things but not no not from this not this one okay. exactly you gotta peep this Go one on the this What's going on, guys? This is ET. No. This is Rock TV. Today we're in the hood, Compton, in California. Today we're gonna be boxing. Oh shit! Let's see what types of reactions we get. Let's go. What's up, my G? Yep. Show me the fat one. Put on the gloves. I'm a two-year pro. I'm a two-year pro. Two-year pro. Yo, yo, 
there's a camera. There's a camera. There's a camera. There's a camera. That nigga pick up the gloves real quick, though. Yo. Yo. Which one of you little pussycats want to strap the two with me? Hey, little girl. Here, yeah, I got pink gloves for you. Chill, 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 chill. There's a camera. There's a camera. You don't give a fuck about no cameras. I'm in a hoodie. Let's get some. Let's go. Put them on. Put them on. Put them on. Who is you? Who is you? What's up? Two-time champion, MMA professional fighter. Let's go. Put that on. What are you doing? You get up too. I'll fight both of you. What's up? Come on, bro. Get up. What's up? You don't want none of this. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. So put it on. Help him really on. lacing up his gloves. Slide that shit in. That's what she said. What's up? Wow, I like his little one-liners. And this nigga is really just gonna run away. This random nigga that just came up. But of course, the the pranker is running all over the place. The other dude is actually trying to box. Yo, tell me he gets it at least once. Out. Come on, tell me he gets it. Ooh, 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 he's swinging. Ooh! Yo, which one of y'all scrawny guys want to fight? Yeah, throw on the gloves. Throw on the gloves. Professional out here. Professional. Let's go. Let's go, let's go. What's up? What's up, bro? We got Akon with some gloves right now. I'm about to swing that. Look at that. As soon as he takes too many hits, we got cameras. Yo, what's up, homie? So, peep this one. Wanna shoot the fair with me one? Come on. Shoot the Walks up to a guy with a skateboard. Oh, 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 these niggas is gonna die one day. Like, I'm waiting for the fucking story. You know what's gonna happen? These, I'm sorry, but the niggas gonna get shot, and they're gonna be like, oh, well, he shouldn't have taken to such drastic measures. <laughs> this shit is wild, yo, and that is the exact truth. Like, and that's the one thing that's pissing me off with this shit is because eventually it's going to turn into one of these white boys getting shot, and yeah, the headline is, oh, innocent white kid who has never committed any crimes ever was just pranking some some black people in the hood and these savages gunned them down and that's the next thing it's coming see it's that's coming. what happens when motherfuckers don't know that it's supposed to be fake even though you're you're raining off the fact that it's real real life mm. you know what i'm saying people motherfuckers don't know that they're, that they're fake and i'm not sure if this is any transition but what was up with that japanese wrestler who, who, who kind of forgot a little bit that that shit's fake it ain't supposed to be so real so, shouts out to professional wrestling. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I'm not afraid to admit it. And this shit just recently happened out in Japan. It was fucking wild. Um, as the background story goes, it's 
the name of the wrestling company in Japan is called Stardom, and um, it's a bunch of chicks. I don't know if it's a if the entire organization is women, but either way it goes, there's two women. There's an up and coming chick who's the number one contender for their women's title, and there's this woman who's been around for a while, and she is to drop the title. Once again, pro wrestling is scripted. We are aware of that. So you go into the match, and you're t- uh, as a wrestler. You know, they discussed the match outcome. Hey, so-and-so's going over. So they told her in this match that this young girl would be going over and be winning the the title from her. Um, This legend didn't too much appreciate that. And um, she decided she was going to do the shit for real. Fuck a fuck a wrestling match. We're going we're going to get it in. And so I'm going to share this for the live audience. Fucking. So. Hit play. Ooh, Edita. So as soon as it comes up, it's necessary. Okay, so this is the up and coming Jake. Shows up to the event. I'm actually turning the volume down because uh, they ain't speaking English anyway. And uh, so she comes out, does her thing. Now, Pete the Blonde Chick, uh, she don't think this shit is uh, cool at all. She's sitting there, she mean mugging her. They, you know, doing the stare down, adding the drama, you know, before the match start. And they ring the bell, they go at it, and boom. They're they're going back and forth, but the blonde chick is throwing real punches. She got her by the hair and she is Molly whopping her. And the ref is trying to get in there like, whoa, hold up, wait, slow up, wait, wait, hold up. And look, she got this young chick on the ground. She's beating the shit out of her. And the ref don't know, like, what the fuck is going on. He's trying to stay in the character. He's trying to break it up. And look, old girl's face is busted all the fuck up. So they had to stop the match. And um, look, her knuckles all bruised from going upside old girl's head. So the blonde one's a legend in the game? Yes. And look, they start up again. Bam, she's going after her again. And still, real blow. She's getting on top of her, going MMA, uh, bare knuckle style, going all upside this girl's hair. She's covering. She's holding her head. And the ref is telling her again, get up, break it up, break it up. So the young chick rolls outside of the fucking ring and uh, she's all busted up. And as the story goes, she both her eyes were swollen shut. It's rumored that she suffered a broken orbital bone. She broke her nose and got a severe concussion. And the sad part about it is not only. Oh, look at her face right here. Look, her shit is all swollen. I thought that was part of the costume. No, that is her face, yo. And so the ref is going out there to check on her. She, oh no, he's like her face is fucked up, yo. He getting back in, like yo. Oh, and look, the chick, being the 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 brave wrestler, if you will, she's trying to crawl back into the ring to fight again. And uh, so finally, her team throws in the towel and uh, ends the fight. But the fucked up part about this whole shit, yo, is. Not only did the chick that went shoot style uh, not get fired, she didn't get arrested or nothing. Like, they're just going on with their business. Like, oh, that's just that. Oh, wow. So, that's some. See, uh, I don't know what to say. This <laughs> is some gnarly shit, man. I'm glad really this, 
shit is real shit be real no but there's um, one thing i always said about like professional wrestling one element to it is imagine at your job the people that you work with there's people you get along with there's people you don't get along with imagine if you're with these people on the road 200 days out of the year and you were simulating arguing and fighting with these people every so often some shit's going to get real some real emotions is going to come out in some of the shit that you say and do and um it's just one of the elements of uh professional wrestling but yeah well the one thing i kind of see as a bitch forgive me for saying it this way most girls i mean everyone can be fake but girls they Mm -hmm. they so publicly fake and they keep it going on so fucking off a bitch in a break after so fucking long you know what I mean <laughs> and some shit gets fucking real and I almost kind of wanted to bring up about especially with shit being real and how you know real walk and the real recognized real what was up with mm. that study about how science says that you can see you can tell how many orgasms someone's had by the way they walk hey cause that's some real shit yeah, there was a recent study that came out that says your walk can reveal how many orgasms you have had. So um, as the study goes, which was conducted in Belgium and published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, <clears throat> um, it involved a group of women who completed a questionnaire about their sexual behavior. The participants were then viewed from a distance while walking in public. The researchers who analyzed the walks had no previous knowledge of the women's sexual and orgasmic history, and they found that women who had a fluid, energetic walk um, had more orgasms. And I'm not surprised because that's been the age old thing. You see a chick that's walking and she's all kind of contorted and she has a weird walk. You're like, yo, ain't nobody ever beat that up, yo. That's the reason why she walk all awkward like that because ain't nobody put that thing on her. <laughs> Look at her, her. Her hips ain't been broken into yet. Yo, and it's crazy because um, the same story, like I have a real life story of this uh, back when I was in high school and when I lost my virginity. It was hilarious because my sister saw me walk past her and she knew I had lost my virginity. I was... <laughs> it was you walking around grabbing your dick or what? No, I, I just... We, uh, me and moms, uh, I stayed with moms, you know, of course, in high school. My sister, who is seven years older than me, she had her own place. And... Um, I had just recently lost my virginity that week and um, I hadn't seen my sister in a while. She stopped by and her and mom's was in the living room talking and I was in the, my room and I went to walk into the kitchen to get something. And I'm not, didn't say I'm just, Hey, you know, and I'm walking to the kitchen and my sister was like, hold up. She was like, walk back to your room. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I walked to the, my room and then she was like, uh, she was like, all right, walk back to the kitchen. And I was like, okay. And I walked to the kitchen <laughs> and she was like, who are you fucking? And I was like, yo. <laughs> and she was like, I could tell by how you walked past me. She said, you walked past like a man. She said, you didn't have that same dorky bop that she used to have. She peeped it. I just walked past her once. And yeah, there's science behind this shit, yo. <laughs> there's some science. Wow. 
I mean, and, and as the article was saying, but you can kind of see it in the confidence. You can tell that, you know, you've been fully satisfied and maybe that maybe you had yourself a little sassy walk or a manly sassy walk to show you my nuts been drained and it was drained good. It was enforced by the hand because, you know, there's a certain there's a certain tenderness that we give ourselves and also a little extra rub and tug that we do. So it makes sense. It's science. Speaking of more science and science that doesn't make sense, um, in Hong Kong, a baby was born pregnant with twins in her belly at the time of her birth. And um, this shit is fucking wild. Apparently, this is a known condition called fetus in feti, which is an incredibly rare um, occurrence where in one in every half a million births, the baby comes out or pregnant and they're thinking that what it comes down to um, with this baby it might have been triplets that got born and as the embryo and the fetus and all that shit was developing the two eggs went into the one egg which made the other egg pregnant so as it developed the other two eggs developed in the other one's belly so it should have been triplets but for whatever reason how the fetus developed they merged and I don't know man this shit is crazy one thing that kind of scares me about that is I wonder did the baby live it, it doesn't I don't think the article kind of went into saying that did it no yeah it doesn't really say if they live uh, oh, one I mean, fetus just, oh, probably not it says one fetus weighed 0.3 ounces and the other was 0.5 ounces so um Oh, yeah. It says the fetuses would likely have still been alive and growing when they were absorbed into the surviving baby's body. Once there, their development couldn't proceed normally. So, yeah. So basically they did develop, but they didn't develop fully. So they were not even a fucking ounce. But, oh, that's fucking creepy, yo. See, what just scares me about that is, I mean, mind you, a baby is a developing body. So for that to already have babies in it, I'm wondering, is, is it going to grow up with stillborns inside of it? Like that kind yeah, of that's the thing. Just, yeah. yeah. Is it going to affect this um, kid long term? I know psychologically that's going to fuck him up. <laughs> like, wait, what? I was born with with what? Wait, what? Like, and, then I just, and I won't. Because you know we we develop bacterias, you know as you know as we live, and I'm wondering with with this baby having you know this just this gunk inside of it, I wonder what kind of shit it can produce to then I don't know. And imagine this this happens with every what five thousand births, five hundred thousand births, said, uh, every half a million births, every half a million births. So just you just wonder because we populate like nobody's business, and this shit happens as frequently. Then I would imagine this this can be I don't know. I hate to get to thinking of new and modern plagues. But we just we don't know what kind of shit can pop off, yo. And shit. The thing that the thing that I always say when people get so hype on this is exactly it and the world is exactly like this and this is what's reality and this is fantasy and different things. People focus too much on I think what we know and we don't focus enough on what we don't know. You know, you break down we only use ten percent of our brains. We don't know what the other 90% how to access it uh, we've only seen 3% of the ocean's floor we don't know what the fuck is down there um, we uh, only use or we only know what 3% of our DNA does the other 97% or something like that we don't understand like there's so much that we don't understand so when people and I and even though I have a different 
opinion on God and religion and different things like that. I laugh at atheists who are dead set without a shadow of a doubt. There is no such thing as God. You don't know. We don't know fucking enough. At the end of the day, the universe and it's uh, being infinite. We could zoom all the way fuck out and find out that we're inside a white blood cell somewhere in some person in another dimension. Like this shit could go on forever and we could be universes within universes within cell. We don't know. We don't fucking know. Until we know, we can't say anything without a shadow of a doubt. But uh, one person. Mm -hmm. What's up? I was going to transition into what what we know, what we assume. And I kind of want to bring up the Ben Carson thing because he's a man (laughs) who definitely uh, spoke his mind about what he do know. What 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 he you know, want Yeah, let's go on to it. I'm just I'm laughing at one of the. Is that where you're going to as well? Or are we in sync? Yeah, we I'm fucking going. we just in Timberlake and Joy Fatone up in this bitch. And obviously you obviously I'm Fatone because I'm a little bit chubbier. But uh, motherfucking, <laughs> I laugh at one of the said the the quote. You go into prison straight, they come out gay. And, and before, <laughs> oh, and I was gonna say, and that's what neurosurgeon Ben Carson says proves without a shadow of a doubt. That being gay is a choice, mind you. And this kind of not to defend fucking creepy, perverted ass fucking uh, priests, but you take away the element of us being able to have the embrace of uh, of a woman, then you know you're, some shit's gonna fucking pop off, and you're gonna kind of look at what you ha- what you see around you, some Scooby snacks. And you're gonna indulge in a not so Christianly way. <laughs> Yo, he, this dude says, um, I do not pretend to know how every individual came to their sexual orientation. I regret that my words to express that concept were hurtful and divisive. For that, I apologize unreservedly to all those that were offended. Um, and the thing that just kind of kills me is, and this goes on all sides, why can't being gay be genetic and a choice? How come some why people? Why does it have to be one or the other? Yeah, why does it have to be one or the other? How about some people were born gay and some people over time decide to become gay? Like, why does it? And that goes back to the whole everything has to be black or white. It has to be yeah. this or it has to be that. No, it doesn't. There's many shades of gray. So I know I um, knew one person in particular, a chick that um, became a late lesbian later on in life. And she became like the dyke lesbian, the one who's like the man or the masculine one in the relationship. And as the story goes, she was uh, involved with a man. She had a, a baby daddy and all that. And they had instant instance where he beat the living shit out of her. And that was the last man she ever dated. She switched over to dating women after that. And with her becoming the masculine one in the relationships, I wondered if it was that she will, after what she went through psychologically, she was like, I'll never put myself in a position where someone that's much more physically dominant than me will be able to uh, take advantage of me. So then she became the strong one and made sure that everyone else was a lot more feminine and not necessarily weaker, but um, just that she would be the masculine one in the relationship to make sure that shit never happens and so that's an example of someone who was born straight and life made them change their opinion about that so why can't it be both why does it have to be one or the other 
another reason why I hate J Lo in the movie enough. She taught bitches to stand up for themselves. It pisses me off. Yeah, no, yeah. but what's what's actually funny about that story about that girl who was in an abusive relationship to become the dyke. Normally, it's them who get preyed upon. An actual butch dyke who once again does the same shit that a man did in relationship to them. But I mean, obviously, she took the other. Uh, the other fucking route which i can't really hate on you know, mind you we, we kind of were put in certain situations and i think that's what that's what honestly allows us to evolve as people and you know sh you shape our minds and i think people they do want a more direct uh simplified answer this is why i think some atheists just kind of really go hard with it no there's no god there's no absolute thing because of just how fucked up some things can be in my personal opinion is atheism is a religion because you're holding science up as God. You're worshiping science as, oh my God, it, science doesn't explain that. So without a shadow of a doubt, that isn't the answer because science has the answer to everything. They are the all-knowing being. That's a religion. Because right. honestly, nothing is perfect other than math. You know what I'm saying? That math is truly the only thing Dang. where you can get an answer and you're either right or you're wrong. But yeah. math, math is the only certain thing. That. One plus one will always equal two. Yeah, now, uh, telling you something else. <laughs> unless you got some letters in there with algebra and fuck them niggas. But uh, back to these gays, yo. <laughs> Alabama Supreme Court is ordering judges to stop gay marriages. Fine. <laughs> Now, it's crazy because didn't they just pass this this law not too long ago? It was just recently that uh, Alabama made it legal for gay marriages. And the Alabama Supreme Court is like, oh, no, you can marry your cousin, but you better not marry somebody of your same sex. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. Let's fucking let's stay obese, fucking our cousins, creating more fucking slobs and gums of fucking shit. But I don't want another man to stick his dick where someone else shits. No, sir. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so, uh, fuck Alabama. That's really yeah. it. But, um, so moving on. To oh, go serious? Ahead. Are we gonna, can we take it serious now? Let's take it on a serious note, yo. Because uh, shit's fucked up. What's going on in the world today? People fighting, shooting, looting. It's okay. Remember that D12 shit? That was a shit. Ah, <laughs> yeah, shit. Fucking Logical shit of Detroit, of course. <laughs> Fucking, we recently had some uh, romance tips came from an end time pastor, and um, he wanted to make sure that everyone knew that demons torture married couples who practice women on top. What the fuck? Is this another thing of dominance? <laughs> it says, uh, are you ever or unable to sleep because you're wondering what sexual positions will land you in hell? Well, um, this dude, fucking a UK pastor, released a video explaining in great detail the various behaviors that will get you banned from heaven. And his source is pretty good. Um, he says it's, in fact, the word of God. And he put out a video Cause called... Because the man being the head... That's what I would imagine, because bitches need to be on the bottom. Men are always on top. And this dude says that um, he has an end-time church called Complete in Christ Church, and centers... What centers to repent and children God to be ready like the wise virgins? Where does it? Okay, it's a 15 minute video detailing different kinds of sexual positions, and um, he's very reluctant to talk about sex. But as he explains, he had no choice. He says he's doing his job, and when God is your boss, you really don't want to phone it in. And um, 
he says fucking yeah torture whipping and moaning of the animal the first thing i noticed was torture whipping and serious moaning you've never heard this kind of moaning before it was that of an animal um i see another thing too because bitches love to fucking them, them spankings yo and i really you know i can get with it for a little bit i do it more as an encouragement but i don't i don't know i'm not just too much of a fucking of an ass slapper unless it's kind of to get, get a motherfucker moving because i like to i like to ass slap spontaneously so for a bit to tell me smack me Get the fuck out of here, bitch. I'll smack you when I want, when I'm good and ready. <laughs> so these are the uh, positions that he's against. Uh, practicing women on top is bad. It says, number one, couples who practice a woman on top. I want to repeat this because this is a warning he gave me. When you are with your wife, the Lord has made man to be the head, not yeah. the women. So these men who enjoy their wife coming on top of them in a uh, matrimonial bed, the Lord says they are not coming to heaven at all. Also, practice wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait, I gotta throw my little two Some fucking shame Because TBH, yo Why can't I be lazy And let them put in some work And fucking do the little booty swivel on me Why can't I enjoy myself And I have to fucking be putting the sweat and fucking tears Up in this bitch There Um, is nothing like a woman Who knows how to ride it That's all I want I want to swivel it Girl, Swiveler, Lord. I just want to be lazy. I just want to sit here and let you do your thing. I just want to watch you in all your glory. You know what? It's it's so funny. It, it almost does make sense because I'm going down the list in the next one. It almost it definitely makes sense that that in which is the most pleasurable would be a fucking sin. Because the next one, practicing like a dog. Number two, the Lord told me about those who practice like a dog. The Lord did not create you to behave like a dog on your matrimonial bed or like a cow or like a chicken. Now, some shit. I've heard of doggy style, but I can't say I've heard of cow or chicken style. Do they also do a doggy style? Well, I want to say that cows, you know, like when you go cow tipping and they just kind of lay there. It's kind of like when you have a bitch sideways, and you just start, you know, fucking taking them through because you, you're hitting it from a whole new angle and mm. they more tightened. I'd imagine that's what that's what the cow tipping kind of comes. But now chicken fucking. Now, I haven't heard of that since fucking South Park, man, early on. <laughs> And fucking he I don't know why he went from dog to a cow or a chicken. The the organic transition would have been to horses because horses fuck like dogs too and but then there's also cows and chickens are mad delicious so (laughs) and any uh bestiality porn is always involved with a dog or with a horse, so that's why he kind of confused me. So I don't know. Yes. What's the and next? Also, one? number three is practicing bondage or different styles. If you are practicing hanging with your wife, um, you are inventing different styles. Don't go and be hanging your wife. Don't go and be hanging your husband. Do not try different styles. They do sets in different styles that are contrary to God. So I guess missionary is the only style that you can do. That's some BS because I can't get. In. I, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm a bit husky. So I can't get him all them angles. I need that, you know, some little sex swing to kind of make it easy on the motherfucker, so I can enjoy myself and come, you know what I'm saying, without having to overexert myself. And, and speaking of not having to overexert oneself in the in the act of uh, of climax, number four, masturbating. Mm. Look, in those who masturbate, that depart uh, is it, what that department of hell is for them. Those who give lustful pleasure to the flesh, women who masturbate, men who masturbate, the demons will come to them. And while the masturbator so will cry, the demons will be laughing and they will be happy. 
Yo, if anything, masturbation has gotten me out of sinning with other flesh. Because if anything, if I'm going to be lustful, let me sin on my own and not bring a random bitch fucking into the mix and have them commit in the same sin. No, I figure that's kind of looking out for someone else. Exactly. And also keeps me from having to fucking go hunt another bitch because, hey, I top myself off. I don't need to worry about going to go hunting because I'm good. And if this is true, I'm definitely going to hell because I don't let a day go by without masturbating. Can't think straight with all that and all that junk in your in your balls. You got to get that shit off. You got to get those sexual aggressions out the way so you can focus on the day. Because genuinely, when you go back to the evolution of man, the whole point of the man is to release sperm in the vaginas and make more babies. That's the whole point of a man that's why men are so sexually driven to have sets and sets is always on our mind because our genetic code is to spread our seed mm-hmm. so you got to get them rocks off yo I, w- I want to throw something in there before you chip on to, to the next thing but seriously masturbation the reason why i want to say it's okay because wouldn't it be mind you and i know like i said i'm on the, i'm a sliding scale sort of christian because i'm just kind of little chinese fucking checker shits <laughs> of knocking back with sin and sin and sin i'm just wondering though for me to you know take out five to ten minutes on a you know what i'm saying on a little solo sesh isn't that better to knock out that sin now than to be thinking about it all goddamn day when i can use the rest of the day to be in constant prayer no exactly <laughs> exactly ah shit son and um according to this guy the only way to have sex is having the man lie on top of the woman the man should lie on the top of the woman their natural style the one way god has given us as man and wife and not to jump shit man but and not to throw so throw the race in the car in the in the bucket but i had to is this a brother that's preaching this shit i'm sorry this is a brother from the uk <laughs> and this <laughs> nigga is tripping <laughs> that's all i gotta say yes sir oh jesus lord have mercy jesus like, literally metaphorically and all that good stuff fucking ah, shit Ooh, um Let's take it I know, just have to decompress after that. I almost feel we should start burning some hoes already. But before we get to that, kind of taking it back to my land <laughs> and also in the realm of uh, of religion. Uh, what's up with this leaders of the Ninth Templar drug cartel detained? I mean, yo, fucking uh, Mexicans authorities detained Servando Gomez, who was the leader of the Ninth <laughs> Templar drug cartel, yo. Um, he was detained um, uh, Friday before last in the capital state of how the fuck do you say that Michoacan uh, Michoacan oh actually how about we just do this how about we just play the, the audio for these fine folks so they can know what's going on because I don't speak this language I can minutes. read it Oh, 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 you can read that shit? Yeah, yeah, why not? Read that shit, nigga. Plus, I speak a little bit, speak a Spanish, just poquito, which is so funny. I'm actually, I have to take a fucking test at the at the main gig so I can speak, speak Spanish and fucking hopefully make 10% more. I don't fucking know. Which, by the way, remind me within the show, because I recently had a, an update on a job venture that I would like for us to both to, to go into, oh. and uh, they pay a, a pretty penny. But let's talk. It says here, Mexican authorities have detained Servando 
Kendall Gomez, leader of the Ninth Templar, which I think it's funny to have that as being a drug cartel. Federal police told yeah. CNN and Espanol on Friday that Gomez has detained early Friday in Morelia, the capital of the state of Michoacan, about 135 miles west of Mexico City. Says the Knights Templar drug organization has oriented, has, I'm sorry, has operated for uh, for years in Michoacan and west in central western Mexico. The Mexican government has accused it of involvement in drug trafficking, killing, kidnapping, extortion. Uh, says here that uh, Michoacan has long been a flashpoint in Mexican drug wars in the past year or so, and it's been in the scene of fighting between the Knights Templar and vigilante groups that have armed themselves and patrolled the streets. I mean, it really just goes on to say about how. I mean, this is this has become an epidemic, and mind you, there's fucking drug cartels popping off everywhere. Whether they're not in the in the in the pocket of the government, they allow these motherfuckers to run wild because honestly, the government can't stop them. And it's yep. kind of like how like presidency it's just it just for show, just to show you that, that there's some shit in control. When really, there's I mean, there's a whole underworld world organization that that's really running things. They just they're more out loud with it, and their gangs are fucking more organized and. Man, it's just it's just a motherfucker, yo. And so much so much shit has been is is uh is taken out in vain, and it's so just ridiculous. On um, I mean the power that they have, yo. It's yeah. Just, I mean we kind of I don't know. And it, say it and how proud I am to be an American. And it comes down to shots out to Vice Magazine, who's talked about this a lot, and they actually had a um series that you can find on YouTube called the Mexican Mormon War, where they went into death about Mitt Romney's Mormon family back in Mexico and how they're fighting the drug cartels, and all this shit comes down to ever since the war home drugs, the drug cartels in Mexico popped off because niggas is still getting weed and by niggas, I mean blacks, white, Mexicans, Asians, all of us is still chiefing and that money, we live in a capitalistic world, he who has the money rules shit and so these drug cartels out in Mexico is cleaning the fuck up because they're making all this drug money and so they run the fucking, they run Mexico and that's the reason why the shit is all fucked up and I just it confuses me as an American why we focus so much on the Middle East and doing this and helping Israel and all that. And like, why do we not give a fuck about Mexico? Them niggas is our neighbors. Like I use the analogy. If you lived in a house and right next door, there was a trailer park and they were pumping drugs and they were doing all this different shit. Wouldn't you give a fuck about cleaning up that shit before it gets into your front yard as opposed to trying to help somebody two cities over? Like, oh, but they really need help over there. Like, no, nigga, work with your neighbors. Help them niggas out. So, and not, not to kind of get all Bible thumpery, but that's exactly what the kind of the word originally said. You know what I'm saying? To love thy neighbor like themselves. And that's where we should start. That's where charity starts at home. And then from the home to our neighbors and then from so on and so forth. One thing that, uh, that really fucks me up is, or that, you know, just to shudder to think that they're probably so fucking big that's why the federal government won't legalize shit and they allow that up to the states because if the federal government were to get in and say it's okay then that's cutting them niggas out of business mm-hmm. and what happens when you when fucking you cut ties it doesn't end so well because breakups are hard word and um speaking of breakups and speaking of um 
fucking and all this uh, fuckery um, to all my raw dog niggas out there who don't like to put a condom on uh, might be some good news coming around the corner as they found a molecule that shows the ability to block the AIDS virus. Ooh, don't tell these niggas that. Don't tell don't them. Don't tell these niggas. They'd be like, oh, abortion is legal and y'all can stop AIDS? Oh, nigga. Oh, ain't no stopping me now. You can't, what's that, Mason? You can't hold me down. You can't stop me now. <laughs> Now it says that scientists have engineered a molecule they um, say can block infection with the virus that causes AIDS, a discovery that potentially could lead to a new therapy for patients as well as an alternative to a, um, a, vac- a vaccination. Uh, researchers have been trying for three decades to develop an effective vaccine against the human immunodeficiency virus, which causes AIDS. They are also searching for a way to cure infected people, but the ever-evolving virus has eluded them. Because that's one thing a lot of people don't realize, like with certain things like why like there's a capitalistic side of it where like Chris Rock made that joke the money is in the treatment not the cure but the other thing you have some of these diseases that are ever evolving like you're like oh yeah we found some shit to kill it and then you start throwing it at it and then it develops itself in a different way where that doesn't kill it anymore and so HIV has been hard to get a handle on because this motherfucker is ever evolving but um, this uh, team at Scripps Research Institute and a few other institutions came together and identified a way to prevent HIV from affecting cells using an approach that resembles gene therapy or transfer rather than um, eliciting an immune response so um, shouts out to that yo we we're uh we're getting there but um i'm telling you if niggas get this cure to aids oh niggas gonna be fucking in the streets it's gonna be like old rome niggas gonna be fucking in the streets like <laughs> fucking high-fiving off of towering bitches we ain't even in friends you know what what really fucks me up and what really kind of makes my little end of days fucking chant want to come on is that's that's the perfect that's that's it that's ex- history has a way of repeating itself and once we get back to that point fucking well, we're gonna be smited with a goddamn smile from our lord and savior <laughs> and shit's gonna go down so i feel like that's the only fucking way to to give praise man we got we gotta start burning some hoes real fast let's do it let's feed the needy um i think it's about that time for uh, one two three hit it dedications no condom please Yes, sir. We're going to smooth it down a little bit. Oh, and um, it's about that time to uh, sacrifice some beauties. May they live forever on our dedication wall, which you can find at ibhmpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure y'all show love to these ladies. Follow them on social media. Show some love to them because uh, that's what this is all about. It's about love. It's about sharing. And, oh, and ain't sharing Karen. Ain't that Karen is Karen. And uh, your boy got three dedications. Uh, what about you? You know what? I can do three. Two, I will keep in the same spirit. And then we'll. Let's, how about we throw out the long but not forgotten bitches first? Or, are they, or, or is there your long and forgotten bitch one of the two? No, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, we can do that with the two. Okay. Um, so I'll start it off uh, with, a, with a little... Um, setup or whatever one of my favorite movies of uh, all time was the breakfast club i was a big fan of the 
Brat Pat, as they called him with the Breakfast Club, Weird Science, St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink. Like, I loved all those movies. I was um, in my younger years, I don't know, I was watching those movies and they, they were just fucking fantastic. So, in that realm, um, recently, last month, Breakfast Club had its fucking 30 year anniversary, yo. Um, Breakfast Club came out in February of 85 and it um, remains the definitive movie about the American high school experience and in this tale of five diverse kids bonding during a Saturday in detention um, John Hughes captured some internal elements of being a teenager, the awkwardness the alienation, the casual cruelty the social hierarchies and the longing for connection and most of all the penchant for self-dramatization and uh, Breakfast Club kind of embodied all of that so in that vein, your boy's gonna dedicate this teasing episode. Me, son. Quit teasing me. Who the hell are you talking about? Molly? I, de- I dedicate this episode to motherfucking Molly Ringwall and motherfucking Ali Sheedy, who played the chick that uh, had the head joint on. She had her oh, coat on shit, all fucking son. day. And um, shouts out to these women who are in their late 40s. I'm going to show a quick little screenshot of the Wikipedia. Shouts out to motherfucking Molly Ringwall, who's still doing her thing. And actually, throw up a quick shot of her. Let's go back to uh, Molly Ringwall of the 80s and show this beauty her proper. proper oh, and, and her, in her glory? If this motherfucker would load. See, I didn't know the I didn't know the throwback throwback pussy was going to be a twofer. My uh, oh. my throwback is the onesie, but okay. Oh. So, uh, shout out to motherfucking Molly Ringwall, who was uh, the original ginger I was in love with. That was with. my baby. That's and she was also like I said in Pretty in Pink which was a dope movie but uh shouts out to her and then also like I said to motherfucking Ali Shetty who I only know her from Breakfast Club but um she also what else what the fuck yeah she was in Breakfast Club St. Elmo's Fire she's still active Fuck it, fine. No, I haven't. I haven't heard of those names in forever. Unless you're playing moms on Lifestyle, I mean, or like yeah, TV. She, she's still active, but going back through like all these things, I've never heard of any of these. So yeah, she's been active since the '80s, and she recently, last year, was in a movie called Sins of Our Youth. But um, I'm showing her love because of the Breakfast Club. So uh, shouts out to her. Oh, okay. and actually, let me share her image real quick. Bang bang. Cause she is actually still a hottie in her later years too. Bang bang. Yeah. Yo, I, you know what? I want to see that little black and white photo, second row to the right. I want to say that looks familiar to where. I mean, I don't know why I can I can see her being like a little '80s idol, but you know, she just I don't know. Never yeah, really. T- right here, she had the perfect face for like she should have been in uh, the Freddy Cougar movies. She had the perfect face in one of those teens that died in those Freddy Cougar flicks. So fucking a. Well, shit. Definitely two nice ones. No, I kind of I had to one up you, man, and show show oh. something a little nicer. Uh-oh. If you don't mind, brother. If Uh-oh. you don't mind. Now I still have. Um, fuck. You know what? There's a. You know, and we'll, I'll bring up the story here on the after hours. Um, but since we're doing a twofer, because I'll, I'll save my vintage one for the end of the show. Mm. Um, this, this, these two dames are relevant because of the movie. And I want to see if I can fucking pull it up. And actually it has my attention. Cause I want to see it. It's called choppy. 
or uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 forgive me. Actually, no, that wasn't it. My apologies, but I do want to see that, and we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. Shouts out to Chappie because uh, previous dedication, Yolandi Visa is in that yeah, shit. I'm watching it just because of that. <clears throat> she's a perfect bitch to fucking have in a post-apocalyptic fucking crazy ass no holds barred motherfucking movie. She's so hot and dirty looking at the same time. It's just so amazing. You know, we might need to make a mandate and fucking and go go watch that together. But uh, ah! the new movie, which, which is a comedy about hardworking small business owners, whatever the fuck, is called Unfinished Business. It's just about to be released. It's a comedy, so I you know I'm, I'm interested. I haven't seen the previews for it, but two Bettys are on here, and one I'll start off because she's a witty. And I've seen her in such movies as uh, she's always played like the side hoe in a lot of John Apatow movies. Um, I want to say she's just I forget what movie I seen. I think role models or funny people. Uh, uh, this is 40. She always plays the I don't know. She doesn't really have a, a, a big part. So I'm not too sure this is going to be the same or not. Her name is June Diane Raphael. Once you see her face, you'll probably um recognize who she is but she's always just had the really uh, small awkward roles and I can't believe I, I forget what movie she was but she was just desperate I think she it was um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall she played one of the brides yeah. and got slapped on and uh, dude just uh, I don't know man I don't know what to say she just she's just looking cute she just has like this awkward thing to where she could be wifey but you know she'll take it in the ass like yeah <laughs> duh, of course I'll do it Ah, man, just just wait eat that man. Just wait eat that. Look at them. Look how bright. Look how how illuminated she is. Anyways, ooh, this might be a picture. This is a decent, cute picture. It's not fucking. Uh, oh, I like that one. She she just pretty. She just gorgeous and and and. Oh yeah, she was in year one. Oh man, yeah. It's just I remember just seeing her face and she just I don't know. She, all right, moving on. Um, <laughs> and I got to share. So 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 her, a person that she's also. Um, I wouldn't even call it also in the realm with or sharing the stream with. I'm not too sure if they share a scene or not. Uh, but it's this little baby. Um, and I'm guessing she's sort of Middle Eastern hoe. Uh, Kasia Malawanski. I can't fucking mm. spell it for shit, but it's this broad right here. Bang, and, bang. Yo, look at that. Look at that. Ooh, middle, middle, yeah. You can't lose. You can't lose at all. <laughs> yo, I'm on the uh, I am. Was it IMDb of the movie? And um, the name of her character is Craigslist Maid. <laughs> oh, which one? This bitch? Yeah, that's the name of her character is just Craigslist Maid. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, so um, shouts out to whatever the fuck her name is. And I'm pretty sure once we put them on the wall, we're going to see a whole lot more of them. And I Bang. can't wait. Bang. All right, so now solos, man. This is a. Uh, what we finna now. do? Now my solo um, Third one's a charm Is um, still vintage vagina It's all vintage vagina this episode Uh, My other dedication Goes to A former uh, Women's champion In the WWE Who recently was announced as being um, Inducted into the Hall of Fame And that is Miss Alondra Blaze A.K.A. Medusa She also went by And um, she was one of the What's up? I don't know why she just looks like a Ric Flair prodigy or some shit. <laughs> well, she was of that era too. That um, she was popping in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, or whatever. And um, she also in a whole when in professional wrestling when 
uh, fantasy and reality blurs. Uh, she had a very infamous moment when she left the WWE and she went to WCW during the whole Monday Night Wars and she left WWE. She was the current women's champion. So when she left the uh, company to go work with the competition, she brought that world title to live TV and they did a whole segment where she did a shoot on um, WWE and you know talk shit about them and then she dropped the WWE's women title on live TV into a trash can on WCW it was the ultimate like disrespect slap in the face of WWE fuck your title it deserves to be in the trash in WCW because I'm with the real motherfuckers now like it was a, it was a big moment in wrestling history but uh, she recently got announced she's going to be uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame and what's also dope is I saw her last year because currently she is a monster truck driver and she's killing the game in the monster truck realm and um let me see if I could bring up her monster truck shit but um Shouts out to her for uh, being awesome through all the years. She goes by Medusa also as a um, race car, or excuse me, a monster truck driver. I know there's and, a monster uh, truck called Medusa. Yeah, and, and she is the truck. driver of that one, the pink one. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, here we go right here. Medusa. She, yeah, monster truck or monster jam. She, um, yeah, and she's a WWE Hall of Famer now or about to be. And um, she's also a dope ass fucking monster truck driver. So shouts out to her. Bang, bang. Okay, right on. Mm. Well, dude, that's that's definitely um, vintage. That definitely is vintage. Now, vintage probably wouldn't be the best word for this baby right here. Uh, she was uh, known for my girl, which is where I fucking remember this baby as. Um, and Anna Klumsky? Klumsky? Oh. Klumsky? Um, she was just, man, she was just adorable, man. I remember that being one of my... Uh, I guess I don't know what what to call it. Early fascinations with uh, Lay Wedita. Oh my um, God, yo! I'm trying to bring up this other one. Actually, no, that's not the right one that I want to pull up. There's another one. Oh, shit. oh, oh here we go. All right, it's on the same tabs. I fucked up. Here we go. Just she, she aged well, brother. No way. This well. one. This one. Which one? Right here. Are you I'm in love. Me? Look at those eyes, yo. Them eyes. Woo. Mm. Had to bring my Ric Flair out. Woo! You you is right, man. Fuck. So yeah, shouts out to her aging fine. Mind you, she's about our age, but still. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of vintage vagina. You know, we we love them all in uh, every race, color, age, creed, and all that shit. So she's a fellow December baby. But yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so on that note, no, I think it's about that time. Wrap it up, and uh, yeah. we'll switch over well, to the bar and take it after dark. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that for sure. Back, back. Uh, I'm spent, bro. I usually am after after we uh, busted out to the H. I know and you boys. Uh, like I said, hung over. As you can see, I got the uh, Grandma's apple pie handmade moonshine, which uh, this shit got cracked open last night at a little uh, event that I was at, and uh, 
the party's still going. So, bang, bang. <laughs> once again, our email is ibhmpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, articles you want to hear our opinion on, uh, shoot them over there. You can find us on the web on the following sites Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, Podomatic. Just add IBHM Podcast, an appropriate spot. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Own Stitcher, iTunes, Podomatic. All you got to do is search on Black. He's Mexican. And if you don't feel like doing any of that because your niggas is being lazy, just go to ibhmpodcast.com where you find all the links there. So, um, Please once back. again, I'm back. Oh, uh, he's Mexican. Right. And uh, if you didn't like this podcast, Papo, what might they be? You just a uh, lazy nigga rapping ass racist. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. Until next time. Whoa.
field, rose petals, mom's missing, 95, brother born, cold winter, shit crazy, all these women and all these children, supposedly I got new brothers and new sisters, stay to myself, I was the eyeball, hope dreams, I had the handles like hot sauce, but being shy was my downfall, couldn't let that shit control my life, I said hands down.